The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Morgan Black filling in for Jalen Nye this afternoon, joined by Brad Whisker. Jalen will be back on Monday, but till then, you have us on the 630 Chad Afternoon News. I know this is like a very stereotypical thing to say, but Brad, can you believe that it's May 31st? Um, or is it like, is are you like, yeah, I saw this coming? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a surprise. Time I, passes on. Uh, I mean, May 31st is just getting close to my birthday, and I'm not a huge birthday guy. What? But people keep reminding me that my birthday is coming up, and what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I, I, I don't really... What don't, really don't what don't you like about your birth? Is it the passage of time? No, I, I mean I don't care. I is mean, it I, the attention? No, I mean, well, kind of. Yeah, I don't really ever like the the spotlight to be to be shown on me. I'm, I mean, I, I, the age thing doesn't matter. I'm turning thirty one. I'll happily admit that I'm turning thirty one this well, year. Well, lucky for you, I am going to abruptly turn the spotlight away from you and on to global chief meteorologist Jesse Byer. Jesse, hi. What's wrong? What's wrong with thirty-one year olds? No, I said nothing. Nothing is wrong. There's, I'm fine with turning all thirty-one. Ages but are fine. It was, it was the attention that I get when my birthday's coming up. People are always asking, like, "What do you want to do?" or, you know, "What do you want?" And I, I just, I don't know. I've never really been a big celebration. What guy. a what a horrible problem to have. People caring about your well-being and what kind of gift you would like. Yeah, I know, Look but it's a real radio conversation here. It, that's not a problem. Jesse, no, I thrive on my birthday. A, it's the attention. I just don't care for it. That's all. Well, so we're just gonna. Do you just? Can I have it? Yeah. Can I okay. have your attention? Jesse, Absolutely. On? June seventeenth. You come by and you can get all the gifts or whatever it is, and you can go celebrate my birthday on my behalf. I'll bring a satchel. <laughs> I'll fill it up. Jesse, I'll fill it up with love from your loved ones. I am going to get you a cake. It's going to say "Happy Birthday, Brad," and then I'm going to icing exit out and put Jesse underneath. It'll be a very distinctly uncomfortable conversation to have with Brad, where I like shade his birthday. But hey, uh, how but are apparently you, he doesn't want it. Well, I know that's. Why I'm very confused. I I don't agree. I'm all for birthdays. Jesse, are you breathing yeah. a little bit easier today? You know what? I have to say the the air quality in this building is probably worse than it was outside yes. earlier today. Uh, and I say earlier today because we're not out of the woods yet. No pun intended as far as the air quality is concerned. We did make it to about a two earlier today. I'm sure a lot of people noticed some better air quality to start the day. But just like yesterday, a little shift. And there's that smoke back down to the surface. So we'll be dealing with an air quality health index at around a four, but it may jump as high as around a seven to an eight once again this evening as that smoke continues to move through central Alberta. Areas of the southern portion of the province earlier today reading around 10 plus and eights and nines popping up through southern Alberta. So expect to be dealing with poor air quality, not only for the rest of this evening, but even some haziness is expected for your Saturday. And then we get back into a north-to-northwest wind on Sunday and Monday, and that may usher in even more snow smoke back into our area to finish the weekend and head into early next week. So we may be dealing with periods of better air quality at times, just like we saw this morning. But again, it doesn't take much for it to turn back into that you know, high to moderate risk on that air quality health index. So do keep that in mind for your outdoor plans tonight, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Good news is temperature-wise... Looks like we will be warmer tomorrow. We made it up into the low to mid-20s today. Looks like we'd be in the mid to high 20s tomorrow. But there is the chance, 
Late in the day tomorrow, that will deal with a few isolated thunder showers. You can make the case for a few patches of scattered showers on Sunday, a high near 24 expected. And then Monday, a little bit cooler, going near 20 for the high. And we may get some more shower activity uh, across central Alberta as we head into the early portion of next week with some more moderate temperatures, fairly close to the seasonal average is what's expected. And we have some active weather today, uh, a few severe thunder showers popping up just north and northwest of Calgary. So some heavy rainfall, some strong wind, and even some uh, small-sized hail. There is the chance for a few showers in the high-level area tonight. Temperatures will be in the low single digits. I mean, three to five degrees likely. And then around 17 for the high on Saturday in high level, but there is the chance of thunder showers, and it doesn't look like a lot of moisture in the area to have some widespread rainfall. So even though you'll get a few showers, the last thing we want to see across the north is more lightning strikes, and unfortunately it looks like that potential is there as we head through Saturday. Next week for high level, 10 to 15 degree daytime highs are expected. Oh, I hope they get rain so badly. Hey, Jesse, I have a question about the wind. So I know you were talking about basically we're just at the wind's whim as to what our air quality situation is going to be. Like, how powerful does a gust have to be to push it back towards us? I mean, it's just, it, it's, and it's not only the surface wind that we're taking into account. A, a lot of the times, the surface wind will be completely different to the mid to upper layers. So when you have the smoke billowing out of these fires and you have, say, a northwest wind, 1,500 to 2,000 meters off the ground, it'll still be moving that smoke above us. And then when we start seeing a little change in direction or wind speed at the surface, you can get that mixing down, and that's when we start to see just smoke dropping in. For, for the most part, yesterday, the start, the day, most of that smoke was actually above us. You couldn't really see the sun, but the air quality health index was around a three or a four. It's not until it mixed down to the surface a little bit later in the afternoon that we really started to notice that reduced visibility, and then you really start to smell and, and feel that particulate matter in your chest. So it, it's there's a, there's a lot going on when, when you think about the wind speeds and direction, but again, with that flow coming back to, from, from a south to southeast flow today, back to a north to northwest flow as we head through Sunday, I'm sure we'll deal with some uh, reduced uh, visibility again and, and reduced air quality as we head through the weekend. So we are really at the mercy of the wind, but now that smoke has actually drifted further south of Edmonton, you get a south wind, it's just going to start moving a lot of that back. So, I mean, we, we could be dealing with this for, for the near future. All right. Thanks for keeping us posted, Jesse. And I guess we'll, we'll chat next week. You'll chat next week with Jalen, and I'll see you for the celebration of Brad's birthday, right? <laughs> When I when I buy sure, you a cake, I'll take it. Okay, I'll perfect. Steal all the love. Perfect. Thanks, Jesse. Okay. See ya. Bye. <laughs> all right. That was Jesse Byer, chief meteorologist for Global Edmonton. More after this. Morgan Black and Brad Whisker wishing you a happy Friday afternoon. Jalen is back on Monday. Until then, you get to enjoy us. <laughs> Yes. Until 5 Why o'clock, do you though. Laugh? Not, until 5, not 6. That's just a reminder that tonight the Edmonton Eskimos are in Winnipeg. So the pregame show, the kickoff show from Winnipeg, starting at 5 o'clock, kickoff at 6.30. This is the Eskimos' last preseason game because they were one of two teams to play last weekend, hosting the BC Lions down at the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. So this is a big night for a lot of players that are looking to make the team as next week and the week after will be training camp and rest before the regular season gets going June 14th. And we will talk 
Raptors because obviously Brad and I are going to talk Raptors. I think we've we've discussed this almost every single day this week. But before that, I just want to give everyone a quick update uh, as we keep an eye on the wildfire situation in Edmonton. The air quality health index has now jumped up to a seven just following our conversation with Chief Meteorologist Jesse Beyer uh, telling us that the winds can shift very quickly and things can change very rapidly. So we'll continue to provide you with an update on that situation. But now we're going to switch gears this is probably one of Brad's like happiest nights of his life. Take me through like your experience watching the Raptors win. <laughs> well, it started before that. So I, when I left work, about halfway through my drive home, I realized that I forgot my phone charger and I don't have a backup phone charger at home. So I had to stop and get my phone charger because my phone charger is also my alarm in the morning. So I would have had no way of waking up in the morning. Anyways, <laughs> that said, I had to do that. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, I wanted to get some food so that I didn't have to go back and forth in the kitchen and miss miss a single second of the game. So I got home at about 6.50, 6.55, was able to catch the national anthems, and then it was a matter of cranking up the volume and sitting by myself in my apartment. And people are probably thinking, well, that sounds really lonely, but I am not a person or a fan that really likes to go to sporting events to watch on a TV in crowds. Like I love going to live hockey games. And if we had a, if we had a, you know, professional teams here and I still do like going to the prospects and, and, uh, and stingers games, but I, I love going to games, but being at a, at a bar or a restaurant to watch a game on the TV, it's not the same. You love going to games, but you, you love being alone. So you can no. scream your loudest. Well, I, I like being alone or with one or two people. I've watched a couple uh, of sports games with the man on the other side of the glass, Mr. Brennan Escott. Okay, you guys have never invited me to watch sports with you. Escott, come on the mic right now. Explain where's what's happening here. What, where, where your invites have been? Yeah. Well, uh, you got to be able to pronounce the players' names in the first place oh, before you get the invite. Oh, my goodness. How dare you call me out for becoming yeah. a basketball fan in the last two months? <laughs> I am a passionate... Okay, this was going to segue into something. I was I was about to acknowledge that I was going to play a clip and I was nervous about the pronunciation of this person's name and now it's kind of feeding a little bit too much into it. Okay, here it is. Toronto's Mark Gasol. Nailed it. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is why I should get invited to your games. Uh, he likes the way teammate... Oh, there's another name. I did not expect that. Pascal yeah. Siakam. No. Siakam. There you go. Yeah, played. Here we go. He does a great job of uh, attacking those gaps, um, using his body, um, attacking the angles that the defense is giving you. He can go both ways. Um, I just like when he pay- plays that aggressive. Yeah, Pascal Siakam was the all-star last night. I mean, uh, this is a guy that didn't start playing basketball until he was 15 in, in Cameroon. At that time, he was he was training to be a minister. Uh, at 16, he was brought over to the United States and put into a, a prep college system to, to start playing basketball. Uh, recognized by current Raptors president, Masai Ujiri, who watched him at New Mexico State in, in college and ended up drafting... Pascal Siakam to the chagrin of all Raptors fans and questioned by basketball fans in general about this young man's talent did not have a good rookie season improved slightly in in year number two but there's a an award given out every year in the NBA it's for the sixth or most improved player and every pundit or analyst that you listen to is saying that Pascal Siakam is the runaway winner for that award and that was crucial last night because Kawhi Leonard did not have a game that we have 
come to expect from him in these playoffs, and that's 30-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, a few steals, a few blocks. So Pascal Siakam was the star last night and recognized post-game by not only his own teammates and coach Nick Nurse, but also opposing coach Steve Kerr and players like Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. See, and this just makes me even more excited because even when Kawhi's not having his best game, they're still winning. Like I, th- I- Raptors in seven. It's happening. I, like I said, I recently became a Raptors fan, but I am passionate. I am a very passionate now. <laughs> You're very passionate Did you now? see Drake's jersey at the game? Yeah, Take that was... Take us into uh, the history of the jersey, Brad. Uh, all right, so obviously most people know that Steph Curry, the all-star guard for the Golden State Warriors, one of the best players in the league, one of the best three-point shooters of all time, he spent some of his youth in Toronto because his dad, Del Curry, played for the Raptors in the late 90s, spent three years playing for the Toronto Raptors. So in, uh, we'll say, typical and and classic Drake fashion, shows up courtside last night in his usual seat with a signed Del Curry jersey to even further the heat on him for the way he acts. And uh, him and Steph exchanged some words during the game, but the big interaction was post-game when he started talking trash at Draymond Green, calling him a piece of trash. So it's, uh, you know, it's only game one and the Raptors had a convincing game and it was a strong effort from them, but they're going to need to continue to do this for for three more to to win the series. They'll do it. Jurassic Park, how can you look out into Jurassic Park and not feel as if the Raptors are going to win? That crowd inside and outside last night, I mean, it, it, it felt like you were in the arena watching it you felt like you had a seat in, inside Scotiabank Arena. That crowd did not stop from prior to tip-off to even after the game ended. And it just speaks to, to how passionate they are, how much they love the team, how much they love the game. And, uh, well, we'll see how it all unfolds on uh, a game two on, on Sunday night. I am so excited. Please invite me to a party if you and Escott have one. All right, we're heading into the news. Uh, we'll continue to provide you updates on the wildfire situation. And uh, go Raptors.